wake up this early. Okay. Caller, what is so important? I guess it's a show where you talk to people who are hit by lightning. Hey, Colby. Tim Kang. What's up, bitch? This is Mary Coolin. Colby, Colby, it's Jason Trackerberg with a very quick phone call. It's me, Jean Craig, and George. It's Monica. Yay. Yay. Can I tell you a pigeon story? Raising baby pigeons in a pasta colander. Pigeon, is that you? There's enough evidence on here to lock her away for a long time. Oh, I guess this is a maniac show for birds. Stupid, it's childish, and I would never do that to you. Simon. What kind of art were you doing at the karate school? The art of the empty hands. I can't scare a feral cat. This is me to burn. It's in the house. Caller, it lift me out of this slump. Caller. I'm not a fan of the show. I've never heard of it before. Are you back to number one yet? I'm feeling real cool. Get me named a living landmark for New York. I got a shoot on Rob Shapiro real quick. He's back. His fans are morons. I'm a big fan of your radio show, but off the air, you're, you're kind of a terrible person. You just sound like a bunch of dorks. I truly can't tell if everyone's making fun of us. Is this what this feels this like is, every week? Yeah. Come in. to another edition of Young Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, your Sunday morning comedy talk program this and every Sunday on Radio Free Brooklyn. We were just preceded by Fifth and Long, the sports talk show that is sweeping the Radio Free Brooklyn nation by storm. That was at 9 a.m. We will be followed at 11 a.m. by Two Thumbs Undecided, the movie review show. That's at 11 and at noon, the Brooklyn Conversation with Rosie. And at 1 p.m., Objection to the Rule, Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit. Every possible base is covered this and every talk show Sunday. All of our shows are pretty much live. You can keep that dial tuned to Radio Free Brooklyn and just uh, have every uh, interest of yours touched upon at uh, any point throughout the day. Uh, download the app, the Radio Free Brooklyn app. It's available wherever you get your apps. Uh, I have it. It's a great app. It's the app I keep updated uh, regularly. Every day I wake up in the morning. And like we were talking with my guest Lauren Euler two weeks ago about how we both, you know, we get up early. We're morning people. We get up early. But does that matter? No. Because we're just looking at our phones for a while in bed. First thing you do, log on to the grid. That's what I do. Step one, open eyes. Step two, log on to the grid. Just look at our phones for a while. And every morning I look and I refresh the uh, the app store. I, like, pull down on the app store. I was like, is there an update today? Please, sir, an update for my Radio Free Brooklyn app. And there is. 
and it works great. That's available on the App Store for iPhone, the Google Play Store for Android, Radio Free Brooklyn app, the best way to take us on the go, on your run, in your car, etc. Download those apps. See that? Took a week off, still got it, still got the pitch, can Todd. And Todd Svensgaard is here. Hey there. How you doing? He is no stranger to the Radio Free Brooklyn, or I guess I should say the Young Person's Radio audience. Yeah, I shouldn't be. I hope not. You're not. You are not. Because the fans of this show, can Todd, they are, they are uh, obsessives. Yeah. Once they hear one episode, and we, we welcome new people all the time into the fold. Here. Of course, there of is course. A, there is a thriving online community that's dedicated to the reviewing of the show. Uh and they are they, the, they're obsessives, is what I'm trying to say. They once you hear one, you go back, you listen to all of them. Of course, why wouldn't you? They're all available on the RadioFreeBrooklyn.com site. Uh, all you do is click on the show page. You can scroll back through our archives, going back years at this point. Mm-hmm. Years I've been doing this show. I feel like it's been at least two. <laughs> it's been at least two. <laughs> <laughs> well, your feelings have once again led you. <laughs> In the right direction. That's awesome. Uh, but point is, people have heard your past episode. They know that you're an expert on one particular topic among many. Yes. That sentence made no sense at all. You have a, a particular knowledge of television, Cantad. Yeah. It spans the, uh, the length and breadth of the medium. Since the 30s. Since the 30s, yeah. <laughs> since before television existed, Todd knew about it. It yeah. was there. Do you think if you were a kid in the 30s, you would be like, what, like, I was glued to the radio? And oh, yeah. I would have I would have been a radio freak, like Lone yeah. Ranger, uh-huh. uh, all those radio shows. Now, I know a lot about classic radio from two things. The story about Orson Welles' War of the Worlds right. causing mass paranoia and panic. And uh, the uh, radio episode of the Rugrats. You see the Rugrats? Um, actually, I have not. <laughs> the Rugrats, that one. We found a chink in his armor, we everybody. Got, well, anything pretty much after 2003, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind. I'm not as up on no, as I am the, the past. Uh, oh, good point. Okay. All right, that's fair. Well, maybe it's a little earlier, actually. <laughs> 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 Where your knowledge stops. All right, 988. Uh, our number, 718-928-9732, is the number you dial to call into the show, and is certainly welcome uh, uh, you to do so, 718-928-9732. And I want to tell you something about this call-in feature, okay? People tell me from time to time that they're like, oh, I was listening to the show Sunday. Oh, it was great. I was like, oh, you didn't call? You didn't call? You heard me bleeding on about what the number was like 40 times in an hour. Couldn't pick up the phone and dial and be a part of this this thing you love. This is your favorite thing, and I'm giving you a chance to be a part of it, and you're just not taking it. So if you're out there, you dial 718-928-9732 right now. Anyone? (laughs) Point is you can call in at any point, and we would love to hear from you uh, because – we are talking today. We have a very special topic. I'm so excited. It's two weeks late. This is our belated Mother's Day episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're, we're talking about the greatest TV moms of all time. Yeah. Today. But how do, how do we define the greatest TV moms? Well, this is a great question, Katana. 
I think the ones that the list that I've put together mixes two possible definitions of this question. One is greatest parent, you know, greatest display of mothering, right. of parenthood on television. Mother skills. Mother skills, yeah. A very particular set of skills. <laughs> Uh, and the other definition is like greatest character who happens to be a mom. You know, okay. very, very a, a compelling, uh, endlessly watchable character. And by the way, she is uh, a, a mother. Right. So I think the ones I have chosen are a mix of those two. As 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 have I. As has Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, I think that's I think these lists are all so personal. Everybody's going to have a different list, oh, you know. But, you know, we're the ones with the microphones right now. Yeah. Uh, and if people want to make their own list, they can do so at home, or they can be a part of our list building by calling 718-928-9732. Wouldn't you say? I was going to say, is there a number they can call if they want to join in? No, I just gave it out. All right. Point is... <laughs> Both of us have done extensive research uh, uh, on this topic, and we are prepared to – we've each – we're each bringing five to the table, but we by no means need to stick to ten. Right. Do you want to kick things off maybe since you're the guest and it's polite? Uh, sure. We can kick things off. Um, it's polite. That's very, that's very nice of you. I'm extremely polite. Um, if you want to bring up – I've uh, sent you my list just so you – have it yes uh and i i think the way we decided to do this was break this down in superlatives instead of like top 10 you know well, we did decide that because because why <laughs> <laughs> because like i said these lists are so personal so you want to you want to point out what was special about each mom mm -hmm. um why in particular i might like a particular mom or or why you might <laughs> All right, we've made enough concessions for the audience now. We can dive dive into these hard and fast opinions. Okay. Uh, Did you see by the, right before we, we go into this? Uh, um, that no, never mind. Let's keep going. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to start off with kind of um, maybe an obscure mother for television audiences mm -hmm. today, um, but not really. I'm going to actually start off with the uh, classic. Okay. I'm going to start off with the classic mom. Uh, so it's this. The second name, I think, on my list. Yeah. I'm going to start off with June Cleaver you know, from Leave It to Beaver. If we're talking TV moms, eventually we got to get back to June Cleaver, the archetypical TV mom, responsible for, you know, many of our uh, uh, conceptions about uh, what, a, what a mother in an American household is, or perhaps reflecting conceptions that already existed in the culture, wouldn't you say? Yes, I would say. Uh, so, yeah, she's she was a fantastic mom, you know, even though she always had to deal with uh, the beef and his uh, little troublesome friends, or actually Wally's troublesome friends. Beef. I don't know if you remember Eddie Haskell. Dude, I'm always chasing the beef. Yeah. <laughs> There's never been a joke like that before, Cole. Uh But, uh, but June, June Cleaver was to awesome. Beaver? Hell, I can't leave it alone. But June was very... <laughs> Very oh. awesome as a mom. She always had. This is how we're doing mothers. This is good. Just these trite. 
Um, you know, she, she even though she was, you know, the 1950s prototypical housewife, uh-huh. she still rocked it. She was still, you knew she was the boss. I mean, the dad was the boss, kind of, but, but June Cleaver really was who the boys would go to for advice, for love, for compassion, um, and she was just awesome. Uh-huh. Do you have, uh, was there advice that she gave that you took to heart when you watched the show? Well, that's sort of putting me on the spot. I would say... Well, yeah. That she was, she is, uh, I don't have a particular example. Okay. No. But just in general. In uh, general. Uh, she was a trustworthy voice. She was like, yeah, she was like, uh, you know, the honey to your tea. Oh, wow. Oh. You know. What beautiful image. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then my favorite thing about her was she was played by the great Barbara Billingsley. Mm-hmm. Um, she always had her pearls on, which I think is so funny. She just had her pearls on. Yeah. Um, but my favorite thing about the actress is actually that she did the cameo in Airplane. Yeah. Uh, many years later. Yeah. Uh, where she spoke jive. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that I classic do, I bit. I do remember it. Uh, which it was just so perfect. That bit was funny in in and of itself, mm-hmm. but the fact that it was Mrs. Cleaver. Yeah. Uh. Just sent that joke over the top for me. So uh, I had to I had to pick one mom for from a classic point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Mary Tyler Moore. Shout out to yeah. uh, uh, Ozzy and Harriet, which I didn't really watch, so I don't know. Nah, nah, but but um, I'm going with Jim. Since we're talking about sort of like our class, like archetypical moms on screen, uh, this isn't a TV mom per se. Well, I mean, not per se. It's not a TV mom at all. Doris Day just died. Oh yeah, um, and I uh, she got a, a a bad rap, I guess, during her life for um, uh, playing uh, roles of shall we say uh, oppressed women. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in a in a patriarchal uh, uh, structure, um, but you know, in in death, she seems to have uh, uh, recovered some of that legacy a little bit. I think there are. I saw a lot of pieces after her death that were about the roles where she did kind of subverted those genre stereotypes in maybe more subtle ways. Do you think there is a um, – well, first of all, what was your – Did you were you a Doris Day fan? Not a huge Doris Day fan. I didn't yeah. – I, I don't hate on Doris Day by any means. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, she didn't really do it for me yeah. as far as yeah. – uh, I'm trying to think of what was her classic. Was it Pillow Talk yeah. with Brock Hudson? That was the, the yeah. big one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they're screening that, or maybe they already did at, at a couple theaters in and, the city. And I believe she sang K Sera Sera. She did sing K Sera Sera. Which I do love that. So. That's incredible. Incredible. There's a great uh, version of it at the beginning of the movie, Heathers. Yes. Speaking of another TV mom on your list. Oh, yeah. Winona Ryder. Yes. AKA Joyce Byers. Stranger Things. Things. Man, this my superlative for Joyce Beyer is best mom to have your back in a bad situation. Yeah. Because uh, I, if you watch Stranger Things, I don't know how far you got into it, but her, her kid basically was taken to uh, the upside down. Mm. Uh, so nobody believes Joyce. Joyce is crazy. They think the kid is dead. They even come up with a fake body. Spoiler alert. Uh, no, that's 
first season. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but Joyce, Joyce isn't going to give her up. Give it up. She believes her child is She's dedicated. Is flicking the lights <laughs> in her house. Yeah, which she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's right. She is right. The truth bears. She out. never gives up. She keeps going, no matter how crazy she looks. Uh, I, I really feel like it's one of the uh, highlights of Winona's uh, storied career. Mm-hmm. I yeah. really enjoy it. You know, I'm going to hit on a, uh, one of my favorite podcast tropes now and say we were talking before the show. <laughs> yes. About uh, uh, how great Winona Ryder is in yeah. general, and um, there's really just no. One better. <laughs> She's incredible. She's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Age of Innocence. Heathers. Already talked about Heathers. Yeah. Black Swan. Did you see her at Black Swan? Was that Black Swan? Yeah. Black Swan. Black she Swan. was the she was the uh, the uh, ballerina yes, that yes. Uh, Natalie Portman uh, backstabs. Yes. Yes. Basically. Yeah. The star. I forgot about that movie, but that mm-hmm. was a good one. Yeah. 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 We know a writer. She can do anything. The writer, y'all. Was she Reality Bites? Ride or Die. I'm trying to remember. Reality Bites. Mm-hmm. That sounds familiar. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you one on my list. Yeah, right I was now. about to say. I've given you two now. <laughs> Give me one. This is uh, 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 the superlative I'll have for this one is mom most likely to look the other way when you carry out a hit on her best friend's son. <laughs> and okay. that's, uh, that's Carmela Soprano. Of course. Of course. I feel like Carmela Soprano is the the archetypical TV mom of the 2000s, mm-hmm. of the 21st century. Mm-hmm. There has yet to be a character as compelling to me as Carmela Soprano. So of the type of moms we were talking about before, she would be not your necessarily your best mothering skills. Well, no. But I don't think she's a lost cause on that regard. At all. Right, right. A couple of things very touching to me about uh, Carmela Soprano as a mother. Number one, Sunday dinner, every Sunday. Mm-hmm. This is a, 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 a tradition that I would say transcends Italian-Americans <laughs> and goes to everyone. The Sunday dinner, people come over, you have dinner, you're all together every Sunday. She cooks every meal for this. She cooks every Sunday dinner. You think Tony's helping? <laughs> oh, no. Guys, I'm cracking skulls. And then coming home and demanding the food. <laughs> Give me some of that managata. <laughs> okay, please please continue to do a Tony Soprano impression. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Come on. Give me one more. Uh, uh, Say Christopher. Christopher. I can't do it. I can't do it, Tony. Jesus I'm not. Christ. Even though my wife's Italian and uh-huh. I could probably just imitate Who some of the Sopranos fans? can you do? Polly? Can you I do can- Silvio? I'm not an Im- uh, impression oh, guy. Come on, yes you are. No, I I, I get the I don't get the voice, but I get the uh, the idea behind the voice. <laughs> the, what do you be? mean? I don't know. Like I, I I'm just you, uh, I'm horrible <laughs> impressions. Do Jack Nicholson. Uh. Okay, wait. Uh, this is going to be, I mean, we're, 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 we're sitting behind some expensive audio equipment right now. We're, we're rolling tape. Uh, yeah. This could be your reel, your voiceover reel. Oh, God forbid. Here we go. Kintan's voiceover reel. I'm going to shout out an impression. All right. Do, you it. do it. You I'll do, do it. it. I'll do it. Okay. Do Michael Caine talking about making um, the, uh, the Austin Towers 3. 
Well, governor. <laughs> I can't do Come on, Michael Kane. Come on. I, know, I don't do it. Oh. The worse it is, the better the spit will be. Well, I, I was making... <laughs> oh, laugh. Come in. All right. Start over. So when I was making Austin Powers 3... <laughs> I can't not laugh no, at myself. Oh, my God. I thought Hugh Jackman was in the room for a second. Really? So why didn't you ask me to do Hugh Jackman? Well, no, I mean, apparently, the way into it for you <laughs> is to try to do Michael Caine and to end up as Wolverine. Oh, uh, boy. Can we move on? Yes, you're right. We should move on to the next impression. Uh, okay, now do Sean Connery talking about making uh, The Untouchables. Well, I I was making The Untouchables. Colby. <laughs> What are you doing to me? What's that phone number if you want to call in? <laughs> it's 718-928-9732. That's 718-928-9732. We're talking about this is our belated Mother's Day special. Kentad Svensgard is here. I'm Colby Smith, your host. This is Young Persons Radio. This is for all the people just finding the show in their cars, by the way. <laughs> this reset yeah. we're doing right now. Okay. Yeah. Everybody's driving around, scanning through the uh, internet radio stations that they can get on their car radio. Oh. Hey, how are you? And, and please be safe out there. Yeah. I'm thinking about changing this show to a drive time show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Since, uh, you know, Howard Stern's on Sirius now. Yeah. There's a hole in the market. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, how many people? All right. Let's not get into that. Driving cars? A lot. No. Have internet radio. Well, they don't, Kentad. All right. 718-928-9732. That's 718-928-9732. Carmela Soprano. Next person on my list. I'm going to play a clip for this one. This is the mom who is the coldest and most withholding. This is, uh, and who is this? You'll be able to tell in a second. Here we go. What are you doing? I'm bored. Go bang your head against the wall. Mom. Only boring people are bored. (laughs) (laughs) Who is it? It's Betty Draper. Uh, I'm bored. Go bang your head against the wall. (laughs) That is truly one of the great TV lines. Um, Another mom who I would say mothering skills may be a little, but I mean, that was your superlative. I think the worst mother (laughs) on the thing. Uh, But, you know, that's part of the point of the show. You know, yeah. I I think if she was a good mother, it would be uh, uh, thematically muddled. Cantad, there's so much the show is about how repressive that society was. Oh, I agree with you. I mean, she's so miserable. She has one chance to start her modeling career again. It means so much to her. And sure, sure, it's just McCann's way of trying to woo Don there. And is it is it a sneaky, dirty trick to try and woo Don? For a job, by giving his wife a job, yes. It's sniveling, cowardly, and I agree with his decision not to do it. But for him to come back, see how happy she is to be working again, and for her, him to say, Bets, you have a job. You're a mother. Those two kids asleep upstairs. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's despicable. Uh, and I do not stand him. Uh, I do not stand Don in that moment. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I think I think my superlative for Betty would be the mom I would, if I smoked, would most want to smoke a cig with. Because she could rock a cigarette. 
<laughs> I mean, her in that uh, third season, I think, when she's in her nightgown smoking a cigarette, shooting her neighbor's birds out of the sky <laughs> with a BB gun, is also just, just incredible. I agree. Uh, so Betty Draper's up on my list. Go bang your head against the wall. I'll start saying that to people. I got one for you. Here we go. Another mom. Another mom. I don't know if you have time to, to load up this clip. If I play any oh. clip, it would want to be the mama from What's Happening. Okay, yeah. You just tell me when you want me to roll the clip. Uh, the reason I picked her, and trust me, there's a lot of great uh, shows back in the days from the 70s mm-hmm. uh, with um, African-American single moms. Uh, you had good times. You had a show called That's My Mama. She was great. Right. Uh, you had uh, a lot of different shows like that. But mm. Mama from What's Happening was the most nurturing, squeezable. <laughs> is, is that right? So my superlative yeah, for her. My superlative is Mom, I would most like to get a hug from. Mm-hmm. And speaking of hugs. And speaking of hugs, let's play the clip. Expert setup. So they took the money out of your pocket, didn't they? Yes, they did. so often where she just started hugging Raj and uh, oh, this was a running joke yeah <laughs> mama I can't breathe because she gives the best hug seriously if you want if you're out there and you want to see a hug you want watch one of those clips <laughs> uh, Mabel King may she rest in peace uh, played the mom on that show and uh, her only other big role was in the Wiz. she played uh, Eveline I believe the uh, wicked witch of one of those directions. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, I just, I, I loved her warmth so much I had to put her on my list. Yeah, yeah. That's a good, that's a good uh, obscure one. Yeah. I guess it's not that obscure. I mean, what's happening is still a, uh, it's still a touch. I mean, it's a, a noticeable yeah. reference. You have to be of a certain age, I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, I certainly, I didn't watch it, but I, like, when you said, oh, I'm going to talk about what's happening, I was like, oh, sure. Yeah. That, that. Classic sitcom, What's Happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I'm going to do – so you, we each have uh, um, a mom would most like to hang with. And by hang, we mean like kick back, yeah. beat up, crack a beer, light a doob. Crack, crack jokes. <laughs> Cracking beers and cracking jokes. Yeah. Being witty. That's us. So, uh, mine for this one, this is maybe my obscure one, Reba. Oh, Reba. Reba McIntyre from the show Reba. I get it. She was awesome. She was so funny. She's always cracking wise. Cracking beers, cracking jokes. (laughs) I got to admit, I I didn't really watch Reba. Okay, so here's what I love about Reba. Okay. Reba? Gone through this horrible trauma. Husband leaves her for a younger woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but she just has this this resilience, you know. 
She's a single mom, but she is like in control. She's got a can-do attitude. She's always making fun of everybody. Uh, she is like she's the ruler of the roost, and I think that is a very likable character. She sounds awesome. She's funny. I uh, I when I think of Reba, I think of her uh, uh, in Tremors. I don't know if you ever saw Tremors. Didn't see Tremors, but oh. I know what it is. Oh. Uh, he said as he Googles Tremors. Start <laughs> <laughs> uh, computer. No, uh, I know. I, yeah, no, she's I know a what pist- it is. pistol packing mama, kind of, so yeah. to speak, with uh, Michael Gross as her husband in that, uh, uh-huh. who was the dad on Family Ties. Tremors, you mean the 1990 American monster comedy film directed by Ron Underwood? Uh, yes. <laughs> wow. You had that at the tip of your memory. Yes, I did. <laughs> so I recommend that if you're a Reba fan, uh, and I'm I'm going to try to catch some clips of Reba, mm-hmm. and uh, you've convinced me. Yes. So her uh, her the, the younger woman that her husband uh, leaves her for is uh, Barbara Jean, and Barbara Jean thinks of Reba as like her best friend. <laughs> and I just think that dynamic is so funny, uh-huh. and uh, just yields uh, uh, you know time after time of uh, 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 just endless bits. Nice on that show. Nice, love Reba. I also, I got to say, I mean, it's a it's a live studio audience, which happens so rarely anymore. The Carmichael Show did this. Did you ever watch the Carmichael Show? No, and it was over so quickly. It was. It only lasted two years. Yeah, but it was the drive Carmichael. But it was him very much trying to do that like multicam live studio audience thing, and I think the great thing about that, I think it is kind of. It's coming back in a little, in a, in a way, because now you have this glut of single camera sitcoms that are like more moody than funny, uh, and you don't really have like, uh, uh, um, like it doesn't have a joke per minute. With a live studio audience, you have to entertain the people in that room, and I think it makes you write and perform differently. And I think that that's nice. But I wanted to finish that thought before we got to our first caller. Caller, you're on the air with me and Katad Svensgaard. Hey. Oh, my God. Hey. Hey. It's, it's Tim. Now, for people who don't know, the guy on the phone right now. How do they not know? Well, I know my fans are. Uh, they are fucking <laughs> That's right. Well, I was going to introduce you, but <laughs> have you ever not called? Is it has it not? Uh, happened? You could you could count on one hand the number of times that Tim has not called. Okay. But this guy is yeah. a is a is a soldier. He's a trooper. He's more reliable than a dog. Oh man, I'm in the trenches. <laughs> I'm in the trenches right here, scanning for Colton Smith in this show. Nice. Well, what's you, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Reba. I totally know what you guys are talking about. You've never heard of Betty Draper? I mean, yeah. I mean, she was a terrible mom, it seems like. She seemed very, uh, you know, very chill. But, yeah, you're right. No, it's sad. It's a sad thing. But as far as, like, the list of best moms ever, I mean, Reba's, Reba's incredible. Reba's an incredible Reba. mom. Who's I never you? talked to anybody about how much I loved Reba, you know? <laughs> well, I didn't seek it out, but somehow I turned on the TV and it just found me. Yeah. And uh, it was, you know, lovely, sweet Reba and her daughter who got knocked up, and so she had to deal with, like, that. Mm-hmm. Her, uh, her daughter's baby daddy, and that was fun. And, you know, just a good time with her rule on the roost. Yeah. Like said. 
YouTube clip of Reba having a concert, and the woman who plays like Barbara Jean shows up in like the middle, like during a song. <laughs> And they do this bit, and it's so corny and lame, but, like, exactly what you'd want. Barbara Jean keeps trying to sing with her, and Reba keeps, like, trying to shut it down. Oh, that's uh, great. Going apeshit. like, stepping away from her, like, okay, it's cool you're here, but it's my time to sing. And then she'll, like, step into a spotlight as Barbara Jean, like, comes out after her. It's, man, they're just a lovable goof. Yeah. I'm so excited because that, so that means now I've got something else to look forward to watching. The actress, by the way, to, we should call her out, is named Melissa Peterman, uh, uh, who oh. plays Barbara Jean on, on uh, uh, Reba. And she is, uh, well, she is what sitcoms used to have, which is the funny character. <laughs> she is the funny one. Yeah, she's the Kramer of, uh, of Reba. <laughs> I want this episode of the show to start the Reba Revolution, because among among like among New York comedy circles earlier this year and last year, the Drew Carey show had kind of like a weird renaissance where I would just see people tweeting about the Drew Carey show a lot, and there's people being like, "It's all up on Daily Motion, like you can watch it." And uh, uh, I want I want Reba to have one this year, this summer. This is the summer. Summer 2019 is the summer of Reba. I don't know if I need uh, a Drew Carey show rewatch. Well, it's already over. That's why the, we're preparing the way for Reba. It's, uh, I'll tell you what, the real Drew Carey show was for me, the Steve Weiner's and Andy Hey, yeah, that, you, hey, hey, you, you know I'm going to agree with that. And it's like pretty much the same. Yeah. People from the Drew Carey show just being funnier than they are in the Drew Carey show. I don't think I remember a single thing from the Drew Carey show, and I feel like I definitely watched a lot of it. Well, I'll tell you what I, what is good about it. It's set in Cleveland, which setting a show in a city that's not L.A. or, or New York. Yeah, well, there's, there you go. There's the theme song. There's Cleveland Rocks. Any show that's set in a city that's not New York or L.A. gets points for me automatically. Uh, yeah. Like Detroiters. I mean, give me a break. Detroiters is fantastic. And it's because it's set in Detroit, and that's the only reason it's great. Atlanta? Atlanta. There you go. That's uh, you don't see too many shows in Atlanta, right? No. Tell me Florida show. I feel like they've tried and failed on the Florida show a few times. Hey, Miami oh, Vice, baby. I mean, okay, Miami is a totally different animal than Vegas. Okay. I forgot that you Miami is a Miami is like the Vegas of Yeah. I forgot that you you famously say that Miami's not real Florida, and it's a, a big problem for our friends of ours who are from Miami that you say that. It really is. It's uh, a <laughs> different experience. You know, it's, it's basically like another country. So, so what would you like? Something like uh, Jacksonville? Or? Yeah. yeah. Let's just get a Jacksonville. Okay. Okay. So for the next, the next couple minutes, the three of us are going to develop a show set in a city in Florida. Like a, like okay. a multi, and I want it to be a multi-cam sitcom for the reason I just said, which is yeah. that it's fun to inter- you have to entertain those people in the room. Okay, so here we go. Here's here's yeah. what city is it set in? I mean, I think it got hit onto something with Jack. Okay, right. What I mean, it's it's kind of a great city with like a, a football team that nobody supports. Uh, there's like not a ton of Jacksonville pride, like there kind of is. But you also get, like, it's the South because it's up North. But then, I mean, it's really, I mean, it is more of the South, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, 
I mean, honestly, an Orlando show would be very fun, too. Um, I feel like you would ha- – so right away we're going to run into legal problems because Disney's not going to want anything to do with this idea. I'm telling you right now. Right. And there's no way we set so. a show in Orlando without acknowledging the Disney Corporation. Uh, yeah. You know. I mean, that's very true. <laughs> Probably have to be on ABC. Yeah, it would have to be on ABC. We're going to have to sell this thing. Well, first of all, we'll sell it to Disney Studios, and they'll sell it to ABC. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's how the biz works, baby. And that's a little peek behind the curtain for all you budding comedy writers out there who are listening to this thing for homework to get fucking inspiration. Yeah, it's <laughs> what you want from the show. Okay, so depends on where it's going to be set. So I'm th- we're we're talking half hour comedy, okay? Yeah, or we're going to call it the Florida Project. Uh, that's the that's the working title. We're going to call it the Florida Project. Uh, I like this idea that they. No, it's 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 just related. Not really. It's spiritual cousin, I guess, to that movie. Yeah. I like this idea that it's a football team that nobody supports. So right away, the dad of the family works for the Orlando works for the 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 Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars family. Right. Place makes a lot of Jacksonville Jaguar jokes already. Oh really? Well, I guess I guess we got to throw this idea out. It's out there. Do like, yeah. Uh, they have like a Jacksonville Jaguars fan on staff, and then they just keep making jokes about him because they're sad and pathetic. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. So here's the here here's what I'm thinking now. This is just first idea. You know, first idea. There's no wrong ideas. First idea. Dad works for the works for the Jacksonville Jaguars, which feeds into his inferiority complex. Right. He's always thinking he's not good enough. Right. Married to high class. High heels, fancy lawyer lady, who is this entree into upper class society in Jacksonville, uh, and it, it, there's all these fun, fun situations where she's like, "Come to this cocktail party," and he's like, "Bo, well, can I wear my jersey?" <laughs> Tim, what yeah, do you I think? Maybe that's why no one's done the Florida. Well, we need a we need a third character. We need. Okay, so well, they gotta have kids. Well, they gotta have kids, or you know what I was thinking too is like there's a there's a random relative who has to live with them for some reason. I feel like you get this a lot yeah. on on shows where it's just like, oh my god, my my dad has to move in. So, the, oh my god. <laughs> so, Tim, as a, a Floridian, is it is it bad taste to say like uh, like do something with the all the man in Florida stories, like? The third guy I was thinking would be like his friend, and he's he's the man in Florida in almost every man in Florida story that you read. I mean, that's pretty great. Yeah. I think it would be fun. I love I that. Florida man stuff is fun. I think Florida people can – I think it's like a select – I mean, there are just insane people in Florida, uh, and probably more than anywhere else. Uh, but I don't think that means that everyone in Florida is crazy. It's uh-huh. just, I mean, there's just so many more people there. It's just like a higher percentage of crazy people, you know? Yeah. I, I like the idea that it would be just one guy. That's, you know, like it's all, all the same guy. <laughs> yeah. It's very funny that it's just one guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Although he might still focus and, and sort of urkel the show, you know. Yeah. You don't True. Wanna... Yeah, he might be there. He might urkel the show. <laughs> And you know what? Uh, the show got better when it got Urkel. Uh, <laughs> good point. My show's been Urkel. I love that Urkel. Tim, who's your favorite mom on TV? I don't know. I, I guess Merle and Reba. I, I can't tell. 
going to watch any shows with moms in them. Hmm. Game of Thrones? Yeah, how about Cersei Lannister? Cersei Lannister is my favorite mom of all time. You know who sucks? Speaking of Game of Thrones moms. Because you and I have been, like, you more seriously than me, but I've been coming coming in and out on it. It's watching these early Game of Thrones seasons. That's Stark mom. Catelyn Stark. What a dolt. What a dummy. Let's Jamie Lannister go. Yeah. And then it's like, well, but he, he did, this is the only way. Please. Please. She's a bit of a dud. Dud. I mean, she. Like, she, she in some way gets her husband killed, spoiler alert, because. Mm-hmm. She is like, you can trust this childhood guy who had a crush on me and who you beat up a while ago. Yeah, and who, who, yeah I know you beat him up, but there's no way he's holding a lifelong grudge <laughs> against you. Even though you humiliated him in front of me and all his friends. So she kills her husband. Uh, what else does she do? I mean, no. she, she releases Jamie Lannister. Sansa. I mean, she's not doing a good job with her son. Sansa. She hooks up enough that he, like, sends her away, and then he hooks up with this girl while she's gone. Mm-hmm. It's like he makes her like uh, his son promised to marry like the Tully guy, which leads yeah. to the Red Wedding. I mean, we can really blame her for a lot of stuff. She yeah, seems like kind of a dud. Yeah, you can trust Littlefinger. The... In general, are kind of duds. Yeah, Sansa. <laughs> Sansa's. A... I like how they like retconned that, and, and like later they were just like, actually, Sansa is the smartest one of all. <laughs> <laughs> well, she had to go through stuff. Oh boy, did she. Oh, boy. I want to get I into mean, that. She like the, uh, I wanted to say she had the most solid character arc. I mean, she really did. She, cha- she Her character changed the most of anybody on the show. Yeah. Well, her and Arya. I think her and Arya. Arya is my favorite. Arya is my favorite character. Arya? Arya is incredible, but she was always a bad. She was yeah. always a feisty bad. I agree. She always mm. to be in trouble. She always knew what she wanted. Sansa wanted one thing, quickly realized it was the wrong thing, and became yeah. the woman she was meant to be. You know what's amazing about... about I, I've, people have been really talking about this. We'll, we'll just talk about Game of Thrones for two minutes, and then we'll stop because everybody everywhere is talking about this dumb show. Uh, the, the finale, the last season, everyone's mad about like how they did they did Daenerys uh, bad, and it's like it's true that that is that that is I agree with that. The most upsetting thing to me is how is what they've done with Arya this this season. That's like they they got her to kill the Night King, like that's cool, but like. I feel like her character was she was like just consumed by these feelings of like rage and revenge and I feel like if you're going to have this thing where it's all leading up to her letting that go you got to do way more work than her and the hound travel on horseback a long way together which you never see and then they get right up to the very end and he's like ah go home and she's like oh my god you're right like <laughs> <laughs> in an instant her whole thing changes like, I don't know. I feel like there's so much uh, uh, thematic potential to that character that they just they just blew. And now Game of Thrones talk is done. Let's talk Reba. Here's the theme song. <laughs> I'm a single mom. Get, get ready. Can you hear it, Tim? Can you not hear it? Okay. I was born three months too early.
second we're not going out to that song later. You are dead wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Reba has bangers. She does the work. Good <laughs> sad. Nice to win at the, <laughs> nice to, nice to the in Georgia. Awesome. Incredible. She spits fire. We aren't talking about her enough. Put her on the radio, baby. Get her back on there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tim? <laughs> Any final thoughts? Final thoughts, man. I think Raptors won last night. We predicted it out of that. Yes. Radio. Yes, we did. Kawhi is an unstoppable monster. It's going to be so funny when they win a championship and then he leaves. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye, Tim. See there you, Tim. Goes. TK, Tim Keck, back on the airwaves. Oh, that was enjoyable. 718-928-9732 is our number. That's 718-928-9732. Let's close out these lists. We're in the back the back, the back, back nine of the show uh, now. Todd. So I think we were at uh, the mom I'd most like to hang with. I believe this we quick, were. This is a quick one. Um, okay. I don't know if that much explanation is needed, but for Here this, uh, I picked uh, Lorelai Gilmore mm-hmm. from the Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, as an adult male, I'd like to hang out with her just in general. Swing. But, but uh, as a mom, she was so cool. She would she would crack wise. You could you could do a bit with her. Yeah. A mom you could do a bit with. That's mm-hmm. who I want to hang with as Definitely. a mom. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, always hanging out at Luke's. Yeah. Well, I'm you know, I wouldn't be surprised about. Well, I gotta <laughs> imagine I'm from the point of, of Rory Gilmore, of course. Yes. So, yes. Yes. Then that's fine. Yeah. The point of. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I just I, I just always dug the the relationship between uh, mm-hmm. Rory and Laura Lie. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I have trouble saying that. Mom, I'd most like to hang with. Yeah, that yours is Laura Lie Gilmore. Mine's Reba. Um, yeah. Tell you what, let's just get the four of us together. Yeah. I'll hang out. Ow. <laughs> uh, I have to. I have a couple more. Okay. A couple more round out my list. Let's do it. Uh, this is a so Boy Meets World big sitcom for me growing up. The mom, Betsy Randall, okay. uh, is the actress who played Amy Matthews. And uh, let's just do a quick, uh, quick clip here. This is mom most likely to shame you for boning your girlfriend. <laughs> Corey, dinner was over a half hour ago. Yeah, it was delicious, mom. <laughs> Corey, what's wrong? I might as well tell you. I mean. Can we pause for a second and just say, I feel like being a parent on a sitcom is an incredibly challenging job as an actor because you have so many lines that are just, what's wrong? Yeah. (laughs) Is something bothering you? What is it, sweetie? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What is it, sweetie? (laughs) All right. Here we go. Sorry, what's wrong? Might as well tell you. I mean, pretty good read. If anyone can do it, Betsy can. See, last night I was out with Topanga, and we were having a really nice time, so I figured, why not go for it? Go for it? Corey, what, what are you saying? I went too far with Topanga. Oh, my God. How did this happen? She looked so pretty, Mom, and there we were all alone in the back room at Chubby's. 
So Betsy Randall just broke the teacup in her hands, and her hands are not bleeding. <laughs> no, no, that's not what happened. That's no, not what happened. Well, all right then. <laughs> you see, Corey had told Topanga he loves her, and she reacted poorly. Uh, too young. Yeah, well, that's a fun little mapping skit. Uh, let's do it. Hmm. Let's do it. What? Do that skit. Just do it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll be I'll be Corey. No, no, let me be let me be the mom. Okay. Okay. Uh, Corey. Hey, ma. Katad. Yeah, ma. Dinner was over an hour ago. I know it was good. <laughs> Katad. Yeah. What's wrong? <sighs> well, I might as well tell you the. Uh, Thing with uh, Topanga last night. You're dating someone named Topanga? Yeah. Not a city in California? Not a canyon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, anyway, Mom. Uh, so, I thought she was looking so beautiful, and uh, I guess I took things too far with her. Oh, my God. Good God. <laughs> yeah. I, you horn dog. No, Ma, no. Oh, you're disgusting. That's not what you happened. You couldn't keep your snake in its cage. That's not what happened you, at all. You no son of mine. Ma, I told her I loved her. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. See, I guess it wouldn't be that bad. Yeah. To be a TV mom. Finally, for me, rounding out my five. I mean, we could talk about more. I could talk about Mom Racer from Speed Racer. Always had a helicopter ready for Trixie to use. Most brilliant mom, Peggy Hill. Uh-oh. Peggy Hill from King of the Hill. So brilliant. Incredible. This uh, whole thing was that she thinks she's uh, uh, the best, you know? She yeah. thinks she, like, invented things that other people invented. Uh, and my favorite joke of hers is she says, you know, in my opinion, the day after Thanksgiving is the busiest shopping day of the year. <laughs> Oh, Peggy. Oh, uh, so funny. She's awesome. Peggy Hill. Incredible. Peggy Hill. I have one more. Yes. Um, which was, uh, what category am I missing here? Uh, Mom, I'd like most to come to my stand-up show. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's Kitty Foreman from That 70s from Show. That 70s Show. She's got that silly voice. I bet she's got a great laugh. That la- oh, I mean, that's her room. character yeah. is her laugh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, we probably don't have time for the clip. How, but how long is the clip? Let's pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> People are already laughing. Excuse me? There she is. Uh, Mrs. Foreman. I should spend years picking every item so that I would be surrounded by the things I love and the people I thought loved me. Hey, Kitty, how about a nap? And you, have you fixed the damn clicker yet? Just as pleasant as always. <laughs> <laughs> that is sweet. Oh, I 
think I'd like to take a nap now. <laughs> and of course, a nap is. Mm-hmm. I just oh, love the clicker Kitty that Corbin. won't click is such a such a Seinfeld thing too. Yeah, you must click. <laughs> anyway, let's recap. Sure. For me, five TV moms in this belated Mother's Day special. With Kentad Svensgaard. Number, well, I'm not going to rank. Reba, Carmela Soprano, Betty Draper, Peggy Hill, Amy Matthews. Honorable mention goes to Mom Racer from Speed Racer. Oh, well, we've got a whole list of honorable mentions. Oh, true. We didn't talk about Claire Huxtable at all. Yeah. My God. Uh, but let me just recap my list real quick, which mm-hmm. was uh, Mama from What's Happening, uh, Kitty Foreman, uh, June Cleaver, mm-hmm. uh, Joyce Byers from Stranger Things, and, of course, Lorelai Gilmore from of Gilmore Girls. Of course. But Claire Huxtable. Claire Huxtable. Man, Claire was the best. Yeah. She I always liked that she and uh, and uh, Cliff laughed at each other's jokes. I thought that yeah. was so sweet. She was so warm, but she was also tough, you know, yeah. like both. Yeah. Like, if you needed warmth, you got it. If yeah. you need toughness, you got it too. Felicia Rashad is just a, a, a master at that. A treasure. A treasure. Felicia uh, Rashad. I'm, uh, also, an honorable mention... Uh, to throw another mom out there is Rainbow from Blackish. Mm-hmm. Yes, Blackish is an incredible show. Uh, I I think she does a great job on that mm-hmm. show. Um, I had you know some other standby runner-ups, uh, Mrs. C from Happy Days. Mm-hmm. Uh, this might be an odd one. I I liked uh, Alexis Colby Carrington. I mean, I like it from Dynasty. <laughs> um, not a, an, another Cersei Lannister type. Um, yeah, although. She, her kids were still alive at the end of the series, um, but but uh, I used to watch Dynasty with my mom, and uh, Alexis just really loved her children, but she could cut you down in, in ways that Joan Collins, yeah, any cat fight Joan Collins got in with, whether it was with Linda Evans or with uh, Diane Carroll, yeah, uh, or or the other various uh, people on Dynasty, just awesome. Uh, Carol Brady, Mrs. Brady, yeah, this is a go-to one. Roseanne, give it to Roseanne. I mean, despite like craziness from now, and I heard she was crazy back then. But uh, yeah, I don't think people liked working for her. Yeah, on that show is the read I have gotten. But the show itself, groundbreaking and funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also got to shout out Nancy Botwin. I don't know if you ever watched Weeds, but she was. You know, mom I who, didn't. Is that Mary Louise Parker? Yeah, yeah. She was a mom who did what it took to. Uh, <laughs> To uh, help her kids. To do whatever it takes. And uh, finally, a shout-out to a show I know you said before you didn't watch, which was Little House on the Prairie, Carolyn. No. Caroline Ingalls. Got nothing for that one. She was great. I'm sure uh, Tim Keck is going to look up all of these. (laughs) That's his assignment. Yeah. this You know, we like this show to be educational as long as – as well as entertaining. I'm looking up Reba. I'm going to – uh, you guys have got me on a Reba kick. You man. will not be disappointed. Well, Kentada, we got to get out of here. Uh, oh. Two Thumbs Undecided is coming up in mere moments, as okay. are all the other great programs we have scheduled for you on uh, this day on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, so stick around for that. Uh, thank you for being here, my friend. Oh, it was a joy and a delight. Very nice to talk to you. The hour flew by. It did. I'm surprised it's over. And Almost. Yet, and yet it is. Folks. 
Stick around. Keep that dial tuned to Radio Free Brooklyn all day this Sunday. We will be back next week here on Young Persons Radio. I've been Colby Smith. My guest has been Katad Svensgaard. Bye. Oh, my God. Slow on the drop. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Uh, happy uh, Mother's Day. <laughs> oh,